Hello, thanks for joining us uh, from wherever you are in the world. Uh, this is our first podcast on Razume. We're excited, very excited to come over to this side of the platform. I think we've been using Twitter Spaces for our conversation for some time now. And I mean, here we are. Here we are. Finally. Here we are. Yeah, so my name is Obama Brown. Uh, together with Felix Odofi, we host the major news update Razume. And uh, I'm here with him. How are you doing today, Mr. Felix? I'm doing great, Obong Brown. Uh, and it's, it's really a, a, an exciting thing to be able to um, record the first podcast. Yeah, it is. Uh, I, I mean, I think we've been having uh, audience has been reaching back to us. So is it possible for us to find a platform where we can always come back to listen to the things to discuss mm. in this space? And we thought, I mean, why not? Let's get on the platforms. And although, I mean, it was difficult. Uh, yes, living through that, all of us have yeah. become so acquainted with um, the, sp- uh, the spaces we've been doing for weeks. I mean, we're, we're in four different cities, mm. doing four different spaces mm. on four different topics. I mean, it was, it was a tight December for us, wasn't it? Yes, it was. It was, I mean, so many things in, short, in, so, in such a short time. And, and it was, it was also good feedbacks that we, we've also gotten from various quarters and the encouragement for us to keep on. Oh yes, I mean, the, the travels has been uh, themselves adventurous. Mm-hmm. I, I think I, I got to visit your place as well, or past three, I would say. <laughs> and I, I hope you go back there to, you know, impute Impute something because I'm not sure I have a good report about where I came from. Uh, um, I, I would want to reserve my comment on that. Oh, you should. You I should. Mean, There's really nothing to comment on. Because it. I mean, you, you can actually ex- extend such assessment to virtually various parts of the country. Well, we can't say. I mean, I can say for myself that you, you chose someone from my side to to be a loving spouse for the rest of your life. Well, that should speak to the... That is, that's on an individual basis. Ah. <laughs> I mean, just like um, from every tribe, every tongue, people will be saved. It doesn't oh, amazing. Mean yes, definitely. Yeah, so. We want to say a big thank you to you who have been who have been with us from day one. I mean, you guys are yeah. amazing. You guys have been giving us amazing feedback, just as Felix has said. But we're here tonight with the major news update. Razumi and we have a lineup of stories that we're going to discuss mm. and I, I believe it's going to be very very um, exalting we're going to touch on uh, different things I mean although the, the, the headlines have always been gory for some time now we've seen deaths we've seen a lot of things happening mm. uh, but we hope to truly give you gospel driven news that which will not be being despaired but have hope you know that Christ has given us through the word of God we feeling today? What does the headlines look, look like, Mr. Felix? What be your overall assessment of our picks for tonight? Uh, it's it's just a bit of different um, situations, but we still just again, yet again, we have um, the issue of death of of a, of a pastor and all that, and and we also have that of um, still death, the scores of people dying, and the government having to. Put things in place to address such and, and also the economy also the the economy in nigeria and how the bank the central bank is thinking about the policy to try and um <laughs> to salvage the situation and all so those are the key things that are that in the past week that 
quite central to our discussions this night. Yeah, so we have five major headlines that we're touching tonight. Uh, first is from Christian Post, pastor who fled war in Congo is shot dead in Nashville. We have one from uh, local news here in Nigeria, famous LGBTQ activist Edwin Chiloba, murdered body found in metal box in Kenya. Uh, we also have uh, around uh, the western part of Africa, Senegal bans night buses after deadly accident. Uh, and the penultimate headlines we have Gabon uh, Rose Christian Osoke Raponda, named first ever female VP. And we have uh, locally, uh, Nigeria restricts cash withdrawal to $44 a week per individual. I mean, this is a great lineup of stories that touches things that even affect us personally as Christians, doesn't it, Mr. Felix? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. I mean, what's the whole point of having the scripture? The scripture is to inform us on. Um, that it pertains to life and godliness and it affects every area of our lives. We are not saying the scripture has everything that we would need in this human physical world, but we are saying that it has something to say because relationship exists, sin exists, salvation is also central to sin and we see that in every aspect of society and we can see also bear our thoughts on issues from a biblical standpoint. I think that's one of the reasons why we are here. Oh yeah, so I think if you really if you're looking for how um, you can live your life with the Word of God. Does the Word of God have the answers to all the questions? Felix has done an amazing conversation on that topic. We'll drop the link uh, uh, below in the description to see how much does the Bible actually instructs on how the Christian can live. But tonight we're going to start with the story of the pastor in Nashville. And um, I mean, it's quite a sad story that I mean, you fled the war in Congo and you're shot dead uh, in, in, in Nashville. How do we, how do we receive such a news, Felix? I, 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 when I saw the, the news or when I read it, I, the way it's presented makes it or made it seem as though it was from the war that he directly fled to USA. Mm -hmm. But further reading showed that it was, it was that he fled to Tanzania, mm -hmm. then from Tanzania to um, the US. The USA. Yeah, but I mean, the topic, the, the heading is just to like. Uh, I mean, that's the press. The, the idea is like, okay, you left from death to death. Exactly, like mm -hmm. you ran away from um, death and you met death. Mm -hmm. And but at the end of the day, you can still get something from that because it's it's crazy that and it's also a point out the fact that there is no place that is ultimately secure. Mm -hmm. You can leave a place and think that you are securing your life by living in a particular circumstance or environment, but you still head straight to somewhere else that would even take your life and that's it's really a sad thing i i mean i, I don't think he, he he thought that that would be um his end or the, his lot in the u.s i mean, the I, mean I doubt if anyone plans that i mean except for the cases of um suicide that we see has been skyrocketing but mm -hmm. i doubt if this pastor would deliberately think that you know he is going to die. I mean, at such age of 30, that's quite young. I mean, that's when Christ started his ministry. We want to look at it in retrospect. Yes, I mean, we, 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 have, we have people still yearning to leave um, Africa to the West. Mm. We still see people up to you today looking for ways to japa, to run away and to um, move to um, what they call quote-unquote sinner climbs and all that. But in such a senior climb, he was murdered. It was not even um, maybe a sickness. It was not. He was murdered, and he was left. He was like his body was was dumped like trash, and people were even living and all that. And it's it's really crazy what is happening in our world today. It only shows and magnifies or emphasizes rather, or it 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 expresses 
the evil of sin in our world today, the reality of sin in our world today. And there, there's a part of the story that actually um, got to me. It was someone. I want to guess. Okay. Is it is it the testimony from Ntobiko? Yes, the, the, the one who called the police. Oh, who called the police? Yes. yes, the one who called the police. And if you, that should be Simmons. Yes, Simmons. She 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 had a child that was killed mm. brutally, that died as a result of um, gun violence and all that. And so, it's so is it not so consistent with the idea of when you have experienced some hurt and some pain, you can be able to relate with somebody else. Mm. A, a number of people passed through that body and just left it the way it was. But she got there and saw her like, wow, this this is just the kind of it was just this was just how my son also was killed and all that and she could relate and she was also concerned her heart went out to the family of um of the of the man of the deceased and all that and what does that say about even the 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 experience that we have which is to benefit others that might also experience what i mean it's doing. interesting the testimony we see from um to, to Biko. Tobiko says he was a good person because he was someone who was really attached to the community and someone who was really willing to help other people mm. and someone who was really concerned um, with other people's problems or difficulties. I mean, we, we know the story about uh, different uh, things we hear after the death of people, but this is what is categorical of this pastor mm. from the community to which he was, you know, that he was a good person who was active. In fact, the statement is he was attached, mm. you know, to the community and he met the needs of people there. Mm. Is that not such a wonderful testimony as, as a Christian I mean, pastor? That, that should be the kind of testimonies that we hope to live when we die. And it shouldn't be that it's because of that we live our lives and we do good, but because that is the fruit of who we are in Christ. That should be what defines us. Where when people speak about us when we are absent, it is that which is consistent with our profession as Christians, and this is um, something to um, emulate and something to commend about the life of um, the deceased. But also, it also says something that it's, it's not in our good works that mm. our physical life is guaranteed. Mm. Do you get that? Yes. I mean, I mean, it's it, one would expect that such a quote and unquote good man. Or, I mean, we know that. There's no perfect person, but good man, in, as far as humans are concerned, it, 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 there's that assumption that such person should not have to die that way. I mean, but over and um, again and again, it's just another testament to the fact that we don't get to define how we die. Mm. Our own is how we live, as God has given us life. And that's something that is quite um, that, that that I got to remember or that I got to think about when I read the news. That and also it also spoke to the providence of God. That God is provident wherever you are. If you stay in the safest part, if death will get to you, death will get to you. Mm. And if you get to stay in the place that is um, that is not termed safe, God can still make it that you will not die. So it, it so we must never lose sight of the fact that God's providence is also um, responsible or let me say that God's providence is in play all that happens in our world. Yes, our, our, our hearts are with the family of Pastor Domingue as family mourns and we pray that God will grant them comfort I mean, in such a trying moment. Mm. Um, I mean, we've, we've been talking about, about a lot of deaths. Uh, it's, it's, I mean, what can we do? It's, 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 it's a reflection of, it's a reflection of the reality. world we live in. It's mm. so sad. But we move to the story in, um, in Kenya where where famous LGBTQ activist Edwin Chiloba okay. was murdered and the body was found in a metal box in Kenya. This is, this is um, unbelievable. It's, it's, it's crazy. 
it's inhuman. It's the height of um, hum fellow human beings defying God's um, commandment about the life, the, the life of a fellow human being, the sanctity of life. It is. I mean, that's a really. It's really a bad way. I mean, is that not? Is that not what um, the, what God tells Noah after the flood that he, would, he a, a brother who kills his his the fellow man? Yeah, yes, obviously. And uh, let, let me let, let's see. Let's draw the passage here. All right. So I think this is in um, Genesis nine from verse six. Whoever sheds the blood of man, by man shall his blood be shed. For God made man in His own image. I, I, we see how the Bible elevates the sanctity of the human life. Mm -hmm. I mean, he, he, this is not about animals. This mm -hmm. is not about. I mean, he talks about an, uh, um, blood. He says the blood of animals. He says uh, from verse three of that same chapter, Genesis chapter nine. Every moving thing that lives shall be food for you. And as I gave you the green plants, I give you everything. But you shall not eat flesh with its life, that is blood. And for your life blood, I will require a reckoning. From every beast, I will require it. And from man, mm -hmm. from his fellow man, I will require a reckoning for the life of the fellow man. So, so it's as though that um, even with the animals, you should not consume the animals with their blood, mm -hmm. right? And But there's a special place that God has elevated the, the human blood to, mm -hmm. to even say that this is the image of God. And uh, yeah, so um, that, that's what we see from scripture. I, I don't think scripture uh, embraces murder as Regardless of your, of your belief system. It doesn't. I mean, I, I mean you, you see there was no qualifier. As there wasn't. That's where the Christian, the Jew, or If the human being obeys me or not. Mm. No. It's God's prerogative to kill his creation. Yes. Not so destroy his creation. Not a fellow creation. And that's what is... That's, that, that, so, and, and it's so sad that um, those who profess Christianity are... Okay, they are comfortable with the killing of fellow human beings, particularly those who don't agree with them on, on, on issues, particularly the faith or their faith. And it's so sad. And from that same news, we see that, you know, do we call that um, an easy blame? Or it was so easy to, to link the reason for the death for, um, to the belief or to the sexual orientation of the disease. Mm. I mean, is it their body, the LGBT um, body that spoke that it was the belief is because of is sexual orientation. I think that's just an easy way to put it because it, it, it's, it's not necessarily true. I think we need to be careful about making certain statements or assertions based on assumptions or based on our feelings or based on what we think is convenient to, um, to, to say regarding whatever happened. I mean, look at the, it could have, it could have, or it could have it could have as well been someone who was a straight person. We just finished talking about the pastor who has died yes. in Nashville. Yeah, now imagine that um, they're also professing Christians saying no, it's because he was a Christian. Yes, because he was a pastor. No, or, or a pastor. While we are not denying the fact that that could be a reason, mm. but it is not the fact that there are no facts on the ground. We should never um, run to such conclusions or, or conclude on matters that are not clear. You know, but the, Kenya, the Kenyan government has been particular about the issue of homosexuality. I think we've had um, Christina Mampo mm. of uh, CNN uh, talk with the previous president Kenyatta on this issue of homosexuality mm. and he gave a very straightforward answer that we are a country, we have our values, we have our culture mm. and um, we have, in fact, we have 
priorities mm. that are better than this and we're going to focus on, on those things mm. and even the new president re-echoed as he had said he said if there's anything that if the former president did well was to make a clear stand on on this issue and he reinforced the position of the kenyan government mm. on the issue of homosexuality and well we can um i mean i, I think in, in our country it's a capital offense mm -hmm. uh, in other countries in africa we can also consider capital offense well that may be a breach of um, the law of the land. I think it's, it is left for the law of the land to take upon such mm. measures of, of capital punishment as the case may be and not any human taking up such things and on, on taking the law into their hands. Mm. So, so, so that's the capital punishment for what exactly? For the identification as um, for homosexuality, basically. Oh, so they do not oh. condone. The Kenyan government doesn't condone homosexuality in, in any form. Oh, okay. I I actually thought it was just the not condoning. So yes, the, the Kenyan government has um, it, it considers that to be a, a breach, uh, a breach of the law. They are they are, they are I mean they are yet to take a Western uh, view, mm. and, and the argument is is not necessarily on religious basis, but on cultural basis, that African as a people, we have our culture, mm. and this is alien to our culture, and I mean, one of the sources of the law is customs, mm. customs and practices of the people, and as long as, uh, I think, uh, on this side of the, the world, the, 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 uh, the predominant culture is more um, heterosexual in, in, in nature, we would see a more heterosexual inclination in the promulgation of laws as as opposed to countries where we're having a rising population of, homo of homosexuals. Mm. So I think this is this is the case for Africa at this point in time, that we are uh, aware of our cultural history and we're sticking to that cultural history. Okay, so let me take you on that. I, I get what you say regarding uh, the, the issue of customs and the laws being a, 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 an expression of the customs of the people. But I, I'm also speaking now, this is not me being a devil's advocate, but the reasoning is, okay, if your culture or if the customs are trampling on my fundamental human rights of freedom of expression or freedom of religion, probably their religious beliefs is that I am supposed to be this way and I'm not necessarily um, being an, giving an infringement or, or obstructing the expression of the rights of somebody else. The law should, it's almost like the human, the, the, the fundamental human rights should be at the um, top of the law of any land. But I now think this is the argument of these people. Like, I mean, I, I get it that the customs should, and, and that is the best laws are the laws that are born out of the customs of the people in a particular society. I totally agree with it. But there's also that which, because I mean, we also speak about the Muslim countries. Whereby there are some things that really there are really there are some gory things that occur in Muslim countries that are that that break the fundamental human rights. Which is also a reflection. It's a reflection of, of culture. Customs. Yes, and I, I think that was the case uh, the, yes. the Qatari people made exactly. during the World Cup. And, exactly. Uh, it's uh, law. Law is is a function of society. Law cannot exist outside. I mean, mm -hmm. it has yes. existed within the society. Yes. And as long as which is the point I was making earlier, as long as the the society is heterosexual in orientation. I think what you should expect are heterosexual laws because the law affects everybody mm. and the law is usually made on the shoulders of the majority sort of mm. i mean we can we can see that mm. and these laws are usually passed through the, the national assemblies the legislature in different countries mm. and as long as the the predominant members of the legislators mm. Are heterosexual i don't think you should expect homosexual laws i mean laws can be the foundation for certain actions to be taken i mean we can remember the days where uh, the, the case for racism is made in the united states a couple of times and even in the uk mm. and how those laws enabled um some certain form of of um, treatment mm. to the blacks you know so we can understand how the law can 
and aid or abate certain actions, mm. but that does not actually exempt the place of the law in the society. Mm. So, um, but I doubt that the government would not endorse such form of 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 of, of I mean, violence. literally taking laws in your yes, hands. Yes, literally taking laws in your hands. So even though, even though um, a case can be made, maybe religiously, on how um, this is, I mean, from Romans one, as we can mm. read clearly, that this is. Uh, living in in strong resistance mm. to what God has said should be, mm. uh, the, the the law is responsible for taking care of such issues mm. and not anyone on the street who takes mm. up anything mm. and kill anyone based on their sexual orientation. I don't I do not think that that is lawful. But the law of the land has said something on that case. Mm. He may have been breaking the law of that land, but I think it is in the case of the justice system of the country exactly. to to yes. take care of such yes. issues. I, I am with you on that. Yes, yeah, so I think we also send our condolences to. Um, the family. We pray even more that um, hearts be turned towards God as this issue mm. is sweeps over um, across the entire African um, African continent. And we have here another sad story from the western part of Africa. Mm. And um, the Senegalese government have announced new measures to fight against road insecurity, including a ban on night bus trips and the import of second-hand tires after an incident that killed 39 people. On wow. Sunday, wow. I just saw the word night bus, and I, I felt I felt so. It must have been a very serious collision. Yes, it should have been. That would kill thirty nine and injure one hundred and something others, right? Yes, that's crazy. I mean, that's crazy. Uh, in this part of the world here in Nigeria, night bus is our rescue, especially in the high at the high mm. transportation. Mm. We have a lot of people opting for that option mm. to uh, traverse the length and breadth of the country. But this does not look like the case for the Senegalese citizens, given this incident that has already occurred. Mm. It's 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 crazy that there are different um, reasons for um, some policies. There are some policies that, or there are some um, attitudes towards night journeys that um, have been expressed in Nigeria compared to this place, mm. because of the increase in insecurity. Apart from the um, the appeal of the of convenience and and um, and expenses of traveling in the night and all that because of the increased um, insecurity in the country we see that there are people even without the policies that are staying away from night journeys but on a on a, on a different context in this country because of could it be bad roads what could be the reason because i don't think night journey in itself is is unsafe i have traveled at night before and even from the uh, the report uh, was seen that uh, it's usually an, a matter of speed, I would say, mm. because uh, my own experience with, with night travels, I mean, the drivers are, are, are at, at exotic speeds mm. uh, because the road is free, free. Yeah, and, and, and there are less movement of cars and even people. And so they can actually express themselves the way they cannot <laughs> express during the day. So this can be, I would say, one of the key um, uh, key sources. I mean, it kills over 700 people every year in Senegal. That's and um, this this incident we're talking about killed um, 39 people and injured 101 mm. in the village of Sikolo in the Kafine uh, region. You know, just 250 kilometers away from the, the center, which is Dakar. Well, so, well, well they, they, they didn't also give specifics as to the reason for the collision. They actually also spoke about, I think, from the banning or the things they were going to yeah, ban. I mean, you can say second-hand tires. Yeah, yes. second that means even people buying things that are not that can cause harm to, to the people that go to passengers and all that substandard um, tires or tires that have expired and that can bring about problems on the road and all. I mean, it also shows the wickedness of people where they don't care about the safety of, of passengers. They are not just about how to reduce costs and make maximize profit. You made a case for for the economy earlier on. Are you are you are you restating your stand? 
the economy for responsible for certain decisions that drivers are making themselves and even the passengers taking buses at night because it's cheaper. Uh, I mean, could it be that the, uh, the, the the cash needed to buy a better tire is not available given their, their, their form of work? Okay, now that they are banning it, now they are banning it, they would have no choice. They would have to choose to get the required money or required funds to get the new tires or, 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 or the stay of the roads for the safety, for their own safety too, because I, I'm very, I, I might be wrong, but I, I won't be surprised if even drivers were part of the casual. You know, there's a myth we have here in Nigeria where especially with truck drivers, mm. that when accidents so happen, you just do not save the truck drivers <laughs> at the end of the day. Yeah, but um, I mean, that, that, that's the only way of saying that uh, drivers do not get killed on the road. I think road, road accidents, are, they are gory. I mean, mm. uh, but, but here's, here's the, 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 the statement that we hear frequently, that if we can get, on the, get into the car every day, and drive without actually asking what is making this car move. Why, why can't we depend that same way on, on God? Mm. Um, yeah, but I mean, the, the whole conversation, this conversation is not just it's not about that. It's not, it's not about that uh, but uh, we're still on the conversation of death. Mm. And um, what, what does this remind you of seeing these deaths? What, what does it remind you of? What does, what does it provoke you to as regards the gospel? Not everyone is just, we're all on death still. Mm. You know what I mean? I mean, everyone is like we are on a queue. Everyone will, will die. It's just that we don't know how we are going to die. And of course, I'm not talking about those that commit suicide. I mean, if you commit suicide, is that you have chosen to die this way. But sometimes you, you have, we have seen people attempt suicide and they did still die because they were saved and all that. But ultimately, generally speaking, no one can determine how they die. They, but it, one thing is inevitable that everyone, until Christ comes, everyone is facing death, physical death. And that's just reality. And the fact that we have the internet now, it makes this news closer. So while it might take a while for us to hear the deaths of some people when we didn't have the internet, it's just uh, the news will be, will be restricted to probably our immediate environment or our country or on the news if we have cable and all that. But now that we have the internet, it seems closer to us and it seems more regular than ever. And that's the truth. So I, I don't know if you can remember the time or in fact, we do, we still say, remember I said someone while you were waking up this morning, someone died or someone did not make it to the next day. It's not an exaggeration. It's not just saying things. It is the fact that around the world, amongst the 7 billion or how many billion we are people? 8 billion. 8 billion, right? It does intriguing how, how we recorded the 8, 8 billionth, the 8 billionth person in the world. I, I wonder how... I want to believe, yes, that. yes, I want to believe it's... it's it can't be accurate. It can't be accurate. But our own estimates, and of course, we are close to just for the just for the record, just yeah, for exactly. the record. So, so out of all these billions, the fact is that someone is dying while we are eating food. Someone, the food is killing the the, the food. Someone is eating is, is killing him or her. While someone is um, escaping a, a near death experience or having a near death experience, someone is dying. And while someone escapes. We had an accident. So it's just reality of life. We are in a chaotic world if we look at it. And so this is just yet again another expression of that reality. Having the internet makes it even at our fingertips. We are aware of it, what is happening in, in, in another African country. And, and that's just it. And just like the government also is taxing the responsibility to govern the people and create policies to be able to um, help the well-being of human beings. This government is also trying to do that. And I think it is also commendable in a sense because God is the one who instituted the governing authority and they are only um, as um, effective as they 
obey the reason why they are put in that position and that's yeah, quite more so I, I think it, it reminds us of the gospel and, and the, the, the need for the gospel today mm. and every day of our lives as mm. long as you know the only the gospel expires at your death mm. that's that's just it i mean you have the gospel until your your day day of death mm. so um we must always be conscious of of that thank you for qualifying that Can oh yes i mean obviously it doesn't ex- the gospel doesn't expire yeah. uh, but for each individual person yeah. like, I mean, subjectively you have, subjectively you mm. need to you need to um, today is always a day of salvation. Mm. Today is always a day of salvation. Um, we have a big win also for our women. Uh, I think uh, the last space we talked about uh, the, the Mexican uh, Supreme Justice. Today we have um, the Gabon Vice President. Um, she has she has become the first female Vice President of Gabon. And um, I mean, he has a big win. I, don't, I, I, I doubt if there is anybody that made the same statement as the senator from Mexico who said this is a win for human rights, this is a win for, for women. But I think it's, I mean, it's good news for um, history sake in mm. the, the country of, of Gabon. Yeah, and even more importantly that hopefully she, she plays a role as... I, I saw something about uh, she not being... that position... Has been vacant since 2019. Yes, and that if for any reason the presidential position is vacant, there is no um, interim capacity that the VP can that's quite a weird uh, yeah I think they, they have they have the uh, I, I, she, she became the country's first female prime minister as well in 2020 that's like double honors mm. uh, you know being the first female prime minister at the same time being the first female vice president yeah, yeah so it is it is um I mean it's history in the making uh, for the Gabon people and um oh, oh, oh just praying for especially on the African continent is better leadership isn't mm. it yeah. and even as our own elections draw close we can see um, the activities are getting really mm. really interesting yeah. Isn't it, Mr. Felix? It is. I mean, lots of people who have been in the closet are now finally coming out and identifying with those they will support. And also, people who we thought uh, were in a particular camp are mm. finally moving and revealing themselves to be in another camp. And I, I, I'm just hopeful that this will not. Um, severe relationships during and after the elections because it has the potential to do that he has done that in the past and hopefully that will not be the case in the forthcoming elections yeah so um they have the gabon has their own election in august and uh, we pray well for the country of, of gabon that god will be with them as they seek to elect a new leader oh of course god has always or god will always be the one to give uh, every country his own um, leader that he has chosen mm. for such a country and even we as well in nigeria uh, next month is, is upon us, mm. you know, and we're excited at the same time. We are we are prayerful that God will keep us. And coming back home, we have an economic issue here. Uh, Nigeria has officially restricted massive cash withdrawals from the bank beginning Monday, the 9th January, in an effort to cool off inflation. I mean, we've seen several steps being taken. We've seen the uh, introduction of the new currency. That I, I think it, it's now it's now shortage of shortage of circulation. Even the new currency. Mm. Uh, there's been limit on the on the withdrawals as well. Mm. I haven't yet touched the new currency. I mean, for some reason, I've just been. I've uh, seen. On, oh, you've seen. seen yes. I haven't yet touched the new currency. And that was just about. Um, I think two days ago or so. I, I saw finally I saw one. Well, that's. I mean, I I, I think. Oh, um, okay, that was the second time actually. I'm I'm, I'm quite I'm comfortable. I've not, not possessed one. Possessed one. Yeah. You should you should possess your possessions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And but it's people are speaking about the quality. Like it's not as like it's so easy to wash off. I don't know. Well, I can't say. I mean, I haven't I haven't used the current. But I mean, as as one who is into yeah, sociologists yourself, you can imagine that when new things come, we we'll always have 
uh, since we we're so accustomed to the whole, yeah, we'd always have like this ex- sort of excitement. Uh, not just excitement, maybe a play, playing down on the. Oh yeah, one, yeah. Before saying, finally it gets get into the mainstream, and we're like, ah, this one is better than the, the, the yeah. former. But there's been ulterior, there's been um, uh, accusations or uh, or thoughts about the motives for bringing doing all these things at this time. They feel that it has some connections with the elections and all that. But uh, while I don't have. Um, a very deep understanding as to how the CBN and this policy is supposed to play out. I think it's fitting for us to, to give them a bit the benefit of the doubt mm. and see how this um, policy plays out. Yes, there's the idea of the the fact that there the, it, it's going to the circulation of the cash. physical of cash. Yeah, I think we can just read here. This, this was published by. Uh, the government of Nigeria at Nigeria Gov on Twitter. He says, as far as we are concerned, Nigeria will become a full non-cash economy by March 1st, 2023. Mm. As a consequence, any government official that withdraws even one naira cash from any public account from March 1st will be investigated and prosecuted. This statement was made by the Nigerian Financial Intelligence Unit (NFIU). I was seeing uh, so much affinity growing for the digitalization. I think we've seen a reintroduction of the ENIA, that mm-hmm. a project that was earlier initiated by the uh, Central Central Bank of Nigeria. That has refused to fly. Oh, it has. I mean, I um, I own a business as well, and I think uh, people at the bank have encouraged us to sign on on the ENIA platform for mm-hmm. business. And I think it's an issue of clear distinction. I would say. Uh, I mean, the question really is: I have a bank app, mm-hmm. and in my bank app is money. And with the money in my bank app, I can actually transfer to a different bank app. So why do I need mm. the ENR? I think that, that's been the most public yes. question I have seen regarding the uh, question of the ENR. But uh, we've seen other news. I mean, the, the government, the, the transiting government of uh, President Muhammad Buhari has been taking on a lot of things in these last days in mm. office. Do we see this as a means to putting the things he really wanted to put in place when he became president? Uh, we had a conversation earlier, I think on Sunday, uh, about uh, one of his advisors who has spoken about uh, the subsidy issue, mm. you know, taking it out uh, when they are leaving when they, government. When they're when they already out of the government. I mean, so we've seen a lot of changes, we've seen a lot of reforms, especially in the financial sector and even in the budgetary uh, matters. Uh, but how do we respond to this as Christians? I mean, there's so much anxiety, fear, uh, concern about how we will survive. I mean, a lot of us are even mm-hmm. thinking of making decisions after the elections to see uh, things are on hold. Things are on hold, except, I mean, so. How does God's sovereignty come into this? How can we go into these elections understanding the place of God um, in choosing leaders for, I, I, for the country? I think we spoke about something related to this in, in one, of our, one, of, one of the spaces where we spoke about the, the responsibility that God has given unto us to, to play. Yes. That is our civic responsibility in getting our PVCs and voting and also knowing that in all of our playing of our responsibility, God's sovereignty. Yeah is going to um, superintend the affairs of or, or all the affairs of the world and including our own um, actions and all that so we can rest in that that while we play our role while we trust god for um for the best we know that whatever comes is not going to be something that is beyond god's um knowledge of god's purposes i think that's a, a very safe place to be to, to be for christians going into the forthcoming election yes i think we have uh three to four major players in these elections and mm. i mean they are making the rounds going around the country delivering their manifesto saying things and whatnot and um we're really interested in seeing how the old election will play out and even for uh, this new decision. I mean, it's going to affect a lot of transactions. We're seeing a limit of $11,000 for businesses and $44 for individuals per week. I mean, we have a lot of people who are 
uh, getting the salaries from outside the country. I, I do wonder how this policy is going to affect them. Uh, but uh, the goal is, uh, the, as according to them, they want to they want to limit the mass of banknotes in circulation, both to control illicit financial flow and corruption, mm. and to modernize the payment system such as digital money transfers, mobile money, or again the in-era digital internet for business. Uh, we pray uh, that this effort would actually be for the benefit of the Nigerian citizenry. Mm. Uh, we've seen a lot of hardship. Uh, things are things are on the right. I think we discussed in the first uh, space that we had you on. Mm. Uh, we discussed the the um, the variance in, in prices of goods across different parts of the country. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and I think it's it's still what's uh, applicable today. We're praying, we're praying for a better country, aren't you? Yes, I am, and I'm praying that if even if there are ulterior motives, that God would. He's God, isn't he? Yes. While they while they would intend it for bad, God can use it for good, and that He would not do anything that will not be to the end of the good of his people. And that's another thing that we can trust God for, that even in the hardship, probably the hardship is also necessary, that his own eternal purposes will be fulfilled. And that's what I would want to leave um, Christians that are hearing me with, that they should trust in God even in the forthcoming elections. That it's not even going to be Peter Obi, it's not going to be um, Bart, that's um, it's not going to be Atiku, it's not going to be Kwankwaso, it's not going to be Shawari, it's not going to be any of those guys that our um, ultimate security will be in. Mm. It's, not be, it's going to be God. God is the king. God is the God of all gods. God is the president. And so we must not forget that. And so God, anyone who will be at that um, helm will be a tool of God. He will be one that God has allowed for his own purposes. And we must have that at the back of our minds when we go to the polling booths to vote. Yeah, so it's, um, so it, 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 it's what it is. And um, even as we, we, we close for, for the major news uh, with Razumi, uh, we want to believe that we've been able to touch on the major news. Mm. Uh, we've been able to comment as biblical as we can on how we should respond to such news as uh, a christian i just want to uh, read some words from uh, one of the friends of job mm. you know in his days of suffering and uh, build that said uh, this is in job chapter 8 from verse 3 it says that god, does god prevent justice or does the almighty prevent the right if your children have sinned against him he has delivered them into the hands of their transgression if you will seek god and plead with the almighty for mercy if you are pure and upright surely then he will rouse himself for you and restore your rightful habitation and though your beginning was small the latter days will be very great. Mm. And even though this is a statement, I mean, we see from Bill that to Job asking that he should repent. I mean, it's such an interesting book, isn't mm-hmm. it? Uh, I want to say that these words to let you know that, I mean, no matter what's happening in the world, we've discussed deaths today, uh, we've discussed change in, uh, in, in withdrawal limits, we've discussed a lot of things. The fact is that God does not prefer justice no. and all things that happen obviously is within his his jurisdiction and he will deliver judgment to whom judgment is due be it for good or for damnation as the case may be well, uh, felix um it's nice having you around um, i'm glad we're able to settle our conflict before coming <laughs> it's a privilege always a privilege to be yes it is platform, a privilege <laughs> to be on this platform and i say amen to um that which you read from the from the holy scriptures god does not pervert justice and he will dispense perfect justice i think that's a good place to to end yeah truly we can we can round up on on that note and before we go let's not forget that sovereign grace bible church in lagos is having their marriage and family conference uh the, the, the title of the conference or the topic for the conference is um 
vision for a godly family. The conference is coming up Saturday, the 21st of January 2023 in Lagos. The address uh, is at Oluwada um, Milola, Pasadena Street, Molefis 1, Ududubega, Lagos. And um, if you're around Lagos around that time, you could do well to join. They also have um, a youth conference coming up. I mean, this, this, uh, the church at Lagos is doing a lot of work. Yes. Uh, they have the youth conference coming up, and um, the title is The Days of Youth, because I'm from Ecclesiastes 12, verse 1, mm. and that will be February the 4th, 2023, at 9 a.m. Same address. Uh, you can check their social media platform at SGBC Lagos for more information. But that's all we have for you guys. And um, I mean, it's it's always amazing to get you guys to listen to us. Do drop your feedback on our social media platforms on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at the Razume. That is the Razume R A Z U M E. And uh, yes, we will draw the curtain. Hope to see you guys next time. Bye.